Welcome more to the Ocean's Life Podcast. My name is Natalie Barley, and I will be your host today. Today is episode 10. I honestly didn't think we were going to make it this far. But here we are, 10 episodes in, and I will be starting part one of The Goblin Market by Christina Rossetti. This is a fun one. You know what, I'm just going to dive in and uh, you tell me what you think. Goblin Market by Christina Rossetti. Morning and evening, maids heard the goblins cry. Come by our orchard fruit. Come by, come by. Apples and quinces, lemons and oranges, plumped unpecked cherries, melons and raspberries. Bloom down cheek pieces, swart hearted mulberries, wild freeborn cranberries, crab apples, dewberries, pineapples, blackberries, apricots, strawberries. All right together in summer weather. Morns that pass by, fairies that fly, come by, come by. Our grapes fresh from the vine, pomegranates full and fine, dates and sharp bulletins. Rare pears and green gauges, dancings and bilberries, taste them and try. Currants and gooseberries, bright fire like barberries, shapes to fill your mouth, citrons from the sun. Sweet to tongue and sound to eye, come by, come by. Evening by evening, among the brookside rushes, Laura bowed her head to hear, Lizzie veiled her blushes. Starting close together in the cooling weather, with clasping arms and cautioning lips, with tingling cheeks and fingertips. Why close? Laura said, tricking up her golden head. We must not look at goblin men. We must not buy their fruit. Who knows upon what soil they fed their hungry, thirsty roots? Come by, called the goblins, hobbling down the glen. Oh, Lizzie cried. Laura, Laura, you should not peep at goblin men. Lizzie covered up her eyes, covered close as should they should look. Laura reared her glossy head and whispered like the rest of the book. Look, Lizzie, look, Lizzie. Down the glen tramp little men. One hauls a basket, one bears a plate, one lugs a golden dish of many pounds weight. How fair the vine must grow. Whose grapes are so luscious. How warm the wind doth blow through those fruit brushes. No, Lizzie said, no, no, no. Their offers should not charm us. Their evil gifts would harm us. She thrust a dimpled finger in each ear, shut eyes and ran. Curious Laura chose to linger, wondering at each merchant man. One had a cat's face, one with the tail, one tramped at a rat's pace. One crawled like a snail. One like a wombat prowled out turf and fury. One like a rattle tumbled, very scared. She heard a voice, like voice of dove, cooing all together. It sounded kind and full of love in the pleasant weather. Laura stretched her gleaming neck like a Russian bedded swan, like a lily from the back, like a moonlit poplar branch like a vessel at the launch 
when at last Tristan is gone. Backwards up the mossy glen, turned and trooped the goblin men with their shrill retreated cries. Come by, come by. <clears throat> when they reached where Laura was, they stood stock still upon the moss, staring at each other, brother with clear brother, signaling each other, brother with far brother. One set down his basket, one reared his plate, one began to weave a crown of tendrils, bees, and rough nut brown. Men shall not fetch in any town. When he leaves the golden weight of dish and fruit to offer her, come by, come by, with still their cries. Laura stared but did not stir, longed but had no money. The whip-tailed merchant bade her taste in tones as smooth as honey. The cat-faced curd, the rat-faced spoke a word of welcome, and the snail-faced even heard. One pair of voice and jolly cried, Pretty goblin, still, for pretty folly, one was well like a bird. But sweet tooth, the sweet tooth Laura spoke in haste. Good folk, I have no coin to take word to purloin. I have no copper in my purse. I have no silver either. And all my gold is on the fern that shakes in windy weather above the rusty heather. You have much gold upon your head, they answered all together. Buy from us with a golden pearl. She clipped the precious golden lock. She dropped a tear more rare than pearl, then sucked the fruit globes fair or red, sweeter than honey from the rock, stronger than man rejoicing wine, clearer than water flowed that fruit. She never tasted such before. How should it cloy length of youth? She sucked and sucked and sucked the more fruits which that unknown orchard bore. She sucked until her lips were sore, then flung the empty vines away. They gathered up one kernel stone and knew not was it night or day as she turned home alone. Lizzie met her at the gate, full of wise upbraidings. Dear, you should not stay so late. Twilight is not good for maidens. Should not loiter in the glen in the haunts of goblin men. Do you not remember Jean? How she met them in the moonlight, took their gifts, both choice and money, ate the fruits and weather flowers, plucked from bowers where summer ripens at all hours. But ever in the moonlight, she pined and pined away, sought them by night and day, found them no more, but dwindled. And grew gray. Then fell with the first snow, while to this day no grass will grow where she lies low. I planted daisies there a year ago that never blow. You should not loiter so. Nay, hush, Laura said Laura. Nay, hush, my sister. I ache and eat my fill, yet my mouth waters still. Tomorrow night I will buy more. And kiss her. Have done with sorrow. I'll bring you plums tomorrow, fresh on my mother's twigs, cherries with getting. You cannot think what figs and teeth have met, and what melons icy cold, piled on a dish of gold, too huge for me to hold. What peaches with a velvet nap, pouted grapes without one seed, 
odorous indeed must be the mood whereon they grow, and pure the way they drink, lilies at the brink, and sugar sweet their sap. Golden heads by golden heads, like two pigeons in one nest, folded in each other's wings, they lay down on their curtain bed, like two blossoms on one stem, like two flakes of new fallen snow, like two wands of ivory, Gold for awful kings. Moon and stars gazed in at them while wind sang to them a lullaby. Lumbering hours for bold cry. Not about flapped to and fro, round their rest. Cheek to cheek and breast to breast, locked together in one night. Early in the morning, when the first cock crowed his warning, neat like bees and sweet and busy. Laura rose with busy, fetched in honey, milked the cows, aired and set to right the house. Needed cakes of whitest wheat, cakes for dainty mouths to eat. Next churned butter, that stripped clean, fed their poultry, sat and sewed, talked as modest made and shred. Lizzie with an open heart, Laura in an absent dream, one content, one sick in part. One warbling for the mere bright day's delight, one longing for the night. At length, slow evening came. They went with pitchers to the reedy brook. Living most placid in her look, Laura most like a leaping flame. They drew the gurgling water from his feet. Lizzie plucked purple and rich golden flag. Then turning homeward said, the sunset flushes, those by the loftiest crags, come Laura. Not another maiden leg, no willful squirrel wag, the beasts and birds are fast asleep. But Laura loitered still among the rushes and said the vent of And so the hour was still early, the dew not falling, the wind not chill, listening ever to my captain's customary cry, come by, come by. But its iterated jingle of sugar-bated words, not for all her watching, once discerning even one goblin, racing, whisking, tumbling, hobbling, let alone the herds that used to tramp along the glen in groups or single of brisk-dipped merchantmen. Till Lucy urged, O oh, Laura, come. I heard a flute call, but I dare not look. You should not loiter longer at this brook. Come home with me. The stars rise, the moon bends her up, each glowworm winks her spark. Let us get home before the night grows dark, for clouds may gather, for this is summer weather, put out the lights and trenches through. Then, if we lost our way, what should we do? Laura turned cold as stone, to find her sister heard that cry alone, that goblin cry, come by our feet, come by. Must she then buy no more such dainty fruit? Must she no more such pasture find, gone deaf and blind? Her tree of life drooped from the root. She said not one word in her heart's sore ache. Preparing through the dimness, not discerning, trudged home, her pictures dripping all the way. She crept to bed and lay, silent, till Lizzie slept, then sat up in a passionate yearning. And gnashed her teeth for a box desire and wept as if her heart would break.
And that is where I'm going to leave it for part one. I will record part two and have it all ready for next week. So uh, please tell me what you think. I love the Goblin Market. It's such a fun, fun poem to read. The images are exquisite. Poetry just falls off the tongue. Um, please let me know what you think. Uh, let me know if you have any ideas for afterwards. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the Goblin Market Part 1. It's my divided.